0: I have something dark to say, Chandler, to start off this episode. Instead of well, well, well? Something well. darker than that? So we started off our Patreon episode with a different salutation. Greetings. And something it was something other than well, well, well. And Kagan goes, oh, I'm glad you dropped the well, well, <gasps> well. I thought that was stupid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can you believe it? What you're saying is that your betrothed isn't supportive of your creative genius, your talent, your talent. No, I'm. I'm trying to say he wants to wreck my dreams. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Also, he tells people about our Patreon at, at any chance he gets, and I think it's because he is literally so stunned. People want to hear me talk. which most of the times <laughs> he, most of the time he wishes I would stop talking. <laughs> what is he like? He stops people, people on the street, and tries to peddle it. No, it's just like we'll be at dinner and we'll be like, you guys aren't going to believe this. <laughs> you know how she was just telling a story we all hoped it would wrap up soon? There's an entire group of people online that are literally paying to hear those sounds come out of her mouth. L- literally spending money every month to hear these stories, these long ass stories baffling yeah he's so baffled he's crowdsourcing like other amazement whenever (laughs) we're at any sort of meal oh my gosh that's so funny i know well i love that that honestly like i'm just you know i would say kagan is more supportive than like a david bedore Mm -hmm. but he's not quite a john johansson a john jansen john John jansen sorry sorry he's somewhere in between Kagan is very, and I was gonna talk about this in our Orange County recap on Patreon. Mm-hmm. But Kagan is very similar to Sean in so much that they're both really, really good guys. Like they really care, they really love their partners. Right? But there's this part of them that is like ready for the the other person to stop talking, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like whenever Bronwyn is talking like about how she feels and she's really going through right now he's always like, okay, okay. I got it. I got you can it. I see the light flickering in his eyes. Like he's like, all right, just keep the focus <laughs> maintain <laughs> eye contact. Totally. And he always cuts her off and is like, cu- and cuts the conversation down. Do you mm-hmm, notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually have a lot to say about Sean, but we'll save that for the Patreon. Okay. we'll save um, that for the Patreon. Well, we're coming to you live the day after Halloween. I'm very tired from yesterday's activities. I don't know about you, Mm -hmm. Lauren. How are you feeling? Um, Thank you for asking. I did not celebrate Halloween whatsoever.
1: Really? You didn't do anything?
0: You didn't do anything at all? I did. We can get into it, but yes, I did nothing. Did you go out to dinner or anything? No. Wow. Okay. Well, (laughs) That's really boring. I don't really know how to know. like how to riff on that, but okay, cool. <laughs> I can't. Let me ex- Let me explain. I had a ton, a ton, a ton of work to do okay. this weekend. I right. ha- Ran into some major hiccups with my current work, mm-hmm. and anyway, those those caused me to have a lot to do this weekend, and I just don't care about Halloween at all. Right. I don't care about it either. There, I would say that there are two types of people. People that are obsessed and people that don't care. Uh-huh. And it really... There is very little in the middle, in my opinion. And when you tell... When you look at someone in the face who is a Halloween lover... Because mm-hmm. I'm sure half of our listeners right our now are our mom is like, a Halloween lover. Our mom is a Halloween lover. My friend Nellie is a Halloween lover. Saucy Schroeder, obviously, not a friend I wish, is a Halloween lover. Um, yeah. when you look someone like that in the face and tell them that you're just not that into Halloween, it's not your thing, they are visibly offended. It's not okay to say. It's honestly, you kind of get cancelled. You do. you do. It's a holiday discrimination. It, yeah, yeah, totally. And I feel like I was pressured into doing something this year and I'm glad I did, but I don't care about Halloween at all. I don't look forward to, you know, planning my costume. I don't like get it, I don't have a costume in mind by March. In fact, here's my take on it. I have to be, okay, this is going to sound of uh, snooty and annoying, but bear with me. I have to be witty and clever every single day at my job. Okay. And so... In my opinion, Halloween is like an opportunity for everyone else to be witty once a year and clever. And I'm exhausted from my job. I don't want to have to try and think of something else crazy and fun on October 31st. I'm sorry. You're exhausted by how witty you already are all the time. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. I'm just. I just feel like Halloween is. A- is a chance for everyone else to like f- flex on that. And I'm happy for those people. I'm just saying I don't need to prove that I'm smart or witty on Halloween. Like some people do. Like with their very unique costumes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're super playful. Like you have to explain it a million times and blah. Extremely niche costumes. Mm-hmm. It's like we dressed up as Britney Spears in this one photo from a 1999 Tiger magazine. I mean, magazine. Even that's more acceptable. It's like people who go as like puns. I don't know yeah, why I, I'm deciding right. to, I don't know why I'm deciding to be so negative about this and this is maybe even a hotter take than it sounded in my head, but whatever. I stand by it. If you love Halloween, just please fast forward. Please don't unsubscribe. But Chandler and I are just so we don't want to spend the money. Oh, yeah. I don't want to spend the money. Uh, well the costume. Why would I spend money on something I'm only gonna wear once a year? I I don't get that at all. We don't care about candy. Like, I do care actually care about candy. Really? Yeah, I love candy. I mean, I like candy, but I don't really want to eat a bunch of it. I mean, I also, I don't get candy as like an adult. That's the thing. Is as a kid, and this is so basic to say, everyone knows this, but as a kid, you can never have candy. So on Halloween, you can just gorge yourself on candy. Right. It's, it's a thrill. But now I can walk into any 7-Eleven nationwide oh, and swipe buy whatever, whatever my car. I want. Yeah. Like, I'm swimming in it. it Candy-wise. out a little C- bit of candy. the excitement. Yeah. I've got all the candy privileges I want right now and Uh so that's why halloween doesn't have as much draw also another aspect is i want to be comfortable when i'm dressed up on halloween and i swear i have never had a costume that i felt super hot in and also been comfortable in fact this year i even and i like to look, look hot on halloween i'm not some chick who's i'm not gonna slut shame anyone because i actually prefer to dress like pretty sexy on halloween because yeah i want to whatever and i actually googled uh, slutty but super comfortable Halloween costumes. That is so on my great. work computer, no less. <laughs> See, the- oh wow, wow, classy. I hope Zuck isn't watching, looking at your his Safari history. <laughs> S- so this year you were swindled into going out with friends. Yeah, th- there were just plans from the get go, and I of course don't want to be left out or like behind but like nobody was down to just have a regular day and then skip out on the holiday nobody no one else was down to opt out of halloween with me is what i'm trying right. to say so okay so what did I was you so you sent, you sent me a photo mm-hmm. of yourself mm-hmm. and you were in a high waisted pair of denims yeah cut off or uh, a midriff shirt mm-hmm. what are they those called crop top. crop top, a crop top yep. you're wearing a crop top which exposed your midriff which with a fake tattoo uh-huh. the crop top had tim and faith on it yep and then you had a dolly parton album i had a you? magazine dolly parton a magazine. magazine so my, my costume has had several evolutions It started off as just a country music fan because I had this iconic Tim McGraw and Faith Hill shirt that my dear friend Wilson gave me that I adore. And I wear this shirt like once a week anyway, so I didn't have to buy anything for my costume. So basically, I I started off as a country music fan and then I, uh, you know, due to, (laughs) I don't know if I'm, we can cut this out, but I also had a, by the time Saturday rolled around, I had a hickey on my neck. Oh, really? (laughs) Um. yeah I'm not proud of it but I'm just going to own my truth and that was my truth for Halloween so I just decided to lean into the white trash theme mm-hmm. I like it and I got some fake tattoos so then I just became a white trash cowgirl situation okay. it looked white of... trash country music gal yeah even though I love country music like I, I just leaned into the white trash aspect that can sometimes be found within country music so as a coastal elite mm-hmm. did you feel like you were appropriating potentially like midwestern or middle america culture well as someone who listens to country music on like a weekly basis i feel like i'm i don't feel like i'm appropriating because that is something that does truly resonate with me it's Actually, not like that i just do out like in an outward facing way to look chan cool. doesn't even matter if you were appropriating because those people don't care about appropriation it's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> true those people don't believe in it they're Trump supporters and don't care about that nonsense. Exactly. What, so I think we're good here. I think I'm in the clear. I think so too. I think I'm still not getting canceled. Um, Kagan went to a party. Uh, our friends did drunk dodgeball. Oh, nice. Yeah. Or sounds kickball. like my worst nightmare. How did like, play sports? Inebriated. Yeah, it. it was sports with tons of drinking, and then like just you know. Debauchery. A hardcore party, yeah, and I just had so much work to do, and I also just was not in a state of mind where that sounded appealing. It doesn't sound appealing in any state of mind, <laughs> even though I'm obsessed with this group, particular group of friends and just adore all of them. I just stayed home and worked virtually all day. So. I fully support that. um Okay, Halloween. You and I both have mixed emotions about it, most of them being negative. So, yeah. slash ambivalent. Yeah, I think next year I might just fully opt out it it was so stunningly liberating Chandler because I didn't have to drive to party city shop for costumes mm-hmm. with Dale on the front of them mm-hmm. and la- I mean two years ago when Kate and I were first dating our first Halloween together we realized the day before Halloween that it was Halloween the next day and we had a party that we wanted to go or that we were invited to and we went to party city and bought peanut butter and jelly costumes and just they're like these things that you just throw over your clothes and just went to the party but you couldn't... don't feel cute in that like that's the problem is that there's no... you I, I do think that i just don't care about feeling cute as much as maybe i did five but years you ago, and you when had when just started dating kagan and you didn't care about feeling cute no that's, this is I concerning didn't. this means I, you were well, in actually a really meaningful like relationship <laughs> where you felt secure and loved this is shocking i mean i I look cute all the time in my normal life. So I don't really care if I look cute on Halloween. I would just rather be comfortable. I suppose. I guess you that know? makes sense. If I want to look, if I want to be slutty, I'll just wear a bikini to the beach. Like, I don't need to dress up as a kitten and put on high heels. Heaven knows you'll wear a bikini to the beach. No problems there. That's that's true. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Anyway. Yes, it was very, It was a stunning and liberating experience, Jen. Well, I'm so happy for you. How so was Kagan's I wish, birthday I wish it for you? Oh, that's funny. Kagan's birthday was really great. He is the opposite of me, super low key about birthdays and doesn't care. He didn't cry once? No. What? He did not. He did not weep. He did not think that it wasn't special enough or thoughtful <laughs> enough. Did you get but- him something mediocre? okay so i'll tell you what i got him so what i did was kagan mentioned that he wants to get an xbox because all his friends play and he wants an xbox so that he can stay connected to his friends when we move to puerto rico it kind of sounds like he's your like 14 year old son like with this setup. (laughs) totally totally absolutely yeah so he told me this and i said do your homework we'll talk about (laughs) we'll talk about video games later Maybe if he gets straight days this year. Okay. And at first I was like, uh, no, you're not getting an Xbox. I'm not going to be dating or marrying a man, oh an adult gosh. man who plays video games. Absolutely I not. I love this like hill that we've like created for ourselves that like, absolutely not. I can't, I will never be with a guy who plays video games when it's actually just like a very normal thing. And we have, if that's not, if that's nonsense and like, what is our podcast? Well, you know? what, what is my hours spent on Instagram? Like right. what? So anyway, and he was, like, so sweet about it. And he literally was like, okay, you can't get one. (laughs) Video games aren't for me. So, um... (laughs) He's so, such a uh, nice teenager. You got, you got so lucky with him. Honestly, I have the best son. I don't, <laughs> I can't tell. Like, I can't tell if he resembles me or his father more. He's just so wonderful. But anyway, in his behavior. Anyway, so I wanted to get him an Xbox as a surprise because I had this realization that was like, wait, I spent seven hours a day scrolling my phone. If he wants right. to spend two hours a day, three hours playing video games, like, who cares? And mo- even it's more if he gets it. his homework done on time. Exactly, <laughs> especially if it'll motivate him maybe to learn about computers. <laughs> um, so, so what I did though was I did I went to TJ Maxx and I got a, a little travel size suitcase. I Should guess it? all suitcases are travel size. Yeah, but it's. A, uh, <laughs> it's it, I got a, a carry on. Okay. Bag, right? Sure. Okay. And I was like, I this is gonna be so genius. So then I went to Target. I got the Xbox. I put it inside the carry on.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And then I got like a big bag and i wrapped it and then i brought it home and i was like here's your present and so he opens it and it's just this like carry-on suitcase from tj maxx yeah that looks very much like a basic (laughs) black carry-on suitcase okay and he was like this is so great and i was like yeah for all our adventures that we're about to go on together like we're going to be doing so much traveling because we're moving does he not have a carry-on already no, he doesn't, actually. He always brings, like, these back big backpacks. So it, he actually doesn't need this. Yeah. And if he had bought me a travel or a, a carry-on bag for my birthday, <laughs> unless it was, like, some super cute, like, cool one, like, an away bag with my initials engraved and it had, like, mm-hmm. cool capabilities, I would have been very not happy. <laughs> you would have <laughs> because, wept, right? Because like, I'm a birthday been, like... princess. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, it. you would have wept. It. I don't want a tool. I don't want a utility for my birthday. I want something like meaningful and sweet and that you can't get on Amazon Prime. So anyway, Mm -hmm. so I was like, yeah, it's, I was like, yeah, it's for all our travels. And he was like, this is so great. Thank you so much. I was like, yeah, like, check it out. Like, let's look at the pockets. Like (laughs) Zip it or open that zipper up. Open this baby up. I was like, yeah, let's check it out. I I think it's like a really cute, cool one. And so he like opens it up. (laughs) I think it's a really cool one. (laughs) I think TJ Maxx has like (laughs) premier carry on size bags these days. It's a really cool one. (laughs) Totally. So then he opens it up, and the Xbox is underneath the part that's zipped up. Okay. So it still just looks like a bag. And he literally, Chandler, is like, whoa. God. This is so cool. Like, this is oh really cool. It's, it's got some sort of lining, and then it's got these straps that, like, button everything up at the top. Oh, my gosh. It's got two deep pockets and then a mesh pocket. Hold like, on. Whoa. Does this come with a lock? What? <laughs> he was, like, fully, like, pretending I'm to geek so out and be impressed by, like, the very standard carry-on bag. <laughs> 90s technology carry-on bag. <laughs> And then I was like, let's keep looking. So then he like undoes the zipper and he finds the Xbox. And he's like, oh my gosh. He was like, he was so excited. Oh, that's he was super cute. excited. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I can't, can't I, that was really good faking that you were excited Honestly. about this Like, tra- this compact travel bag. Like, what? And he was like, no, I did. I think it's cool. Like, I need oh one of these. This is, great. This, is a great, this is a great gift. And he was like, I can't believe you got me an Xbox, but I thought this was great too. Like, he was totally sincere. Ugh. So That's what was- happens when you raise. Normal children with normal expectations out of their birthday. They become like sane, healthy,
1: appreciative,
0: kind adults. Unlike us. If I had been presented with a travel bag and I would have pretended to have liked to like it Mm -hmm. for a solid 40 seconds. Mm -hmm. And if I had stumbled upon the Xbox version of what I wanted, a piece of jewelry or something, I would have have been like, I was about to murder you (laughs) for this for this, I cannot believe gift. you would play this type of joke on me. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. I definitely would think the joke was funny, but but yeah, I couldn't believe that he was like surprised that it was a trick because he was like, "This is a cool present too." Well, what these zippers are crazy! <laughs> it's like th- this is really great. Like <laughs> three pockets. It's so sweet. It's really so sweet. So fun. Good guy. So it was, yeah, it was a great birthday, excellent birthday, and here we are, and I have a 29-year-old fiancé. Wow. No, so, Congratulations. Yeah. There it is. On your son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Your fiancé's really, son. So We're funny. just really hoping that this doesn't take away from his SAT prep. Right, right. Because right. he's got to take those next year. Well, that came out and, of his birthday money. And if he doesn't, I told him, better get on that rowing machine, mm-hmm. and let's fake a rowing career, mm-hmm. because... If your Xbox costs me your admittance into Yale, I will commit a felony. like to get you there. <laughs> Would you Without actually? Without question. How, are you ever, do you ever think about that? Like your own kids getting into college? What lengths will you go to? Will you go to any lengths? Well, I don't care about college personally. Okay. Because Hot take. I don't think it was particularly useful. I don't oh think. N- gosh. <laughs> what? It's. I don't think it's particularly useful. Like maybe it's not useful for everybody, but I think college is useful. I don't. I think that it's super overpriced and it's basically a scheme. Wow. And I think that as someone who I think, graduated with a college degree, yeah, and wasted like 5 years getting a degree. I think college it really depends. Yeah, it really does depend on what you go to college for. I don't think I it's think necessarily that- for everyone. Our system is totally messed up and what we should actually have is education that's completely democratized and you can get an education like anyone else can. And I think that we should offer training to everyone that's of uh-huh. equal quality. Yeah. But I think that going and paying exorbitant amounts of money to basically party for four years right. and do the bare minimum, it's just it's mean- a waste. And yes, if you're going to be a, a neurologist- Please then go to college. college it's the path I want you on. <laughs> but nothing I'm doing right now that drives any value for me economically in my life has anything to do with my college yeah, education. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like, I obviously had the portfolio building side of, of college that did help yeah. me get my job. But as far as like the core curriculum of college, like, I didn't learn shit. Exactly. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you what everything you need to know, I don't know what will. Sorry, mom. I didn't learn anything. Like, truly, like, there was nothing. In those classes that I gleaned, that I was like, this is gonna be so useful in my career. Right. College is really, it's a lot of just network and prestige building. And it has very little to do with learning. Yeah. And I learned so much more, or not so much more, but like everything I'm doing now, I learned working in business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I guess if my kid, like for my kids, all i care about is that they're ambitious mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that they want to produce something of value and contribute to the world and whether college is the is a path to that or not i don't care about okay so anyway moving forward i just want to say very briefly i would just like to touch on nexium very briefly yeah. i think that we've hit peak nexium on this podcast and my feeling is that people have nexium fatigue yeah so i would agree i want to issue a promise to our listeners which is that i will only bring up keith Raniere and nexium in brief moments, and to tell you something that's truly juicy. And so I have been listening to India's uh, memoir. Oh, okay. On Audible. Mm-hmm. And I found out a few juicy things. One, I was interested to know how she basically floated around being a sex slave mm-hmm. and didn't have to in any way like pay for her life. Right. And figure that out. And I was wondering, you know, did she have some sort of like allotment from her mom for like responding to her texts or like how, how did she swing this? Because ultimately, mm-hmm. like you got to also make money. Right. So turns out from her... Memoir. Her grandfather gave her a hundred thousand dollar trust for college, and she spent all of that on next same courses. What? And then she also got eighty grand into debt thereafter. She was not on the dole from her parents, which surprised wow. me. Wow. So that was really interesting. And then she also talks about relations with Keith, and what she says is that it actually didn't involve. um I, I mean, I'm I'm trying to keep this podcast like not raunchy, but it didn't involve um sex yeah it didn't involve inter <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i get like skittish about certain things. you said relations and i'm like oh so we're talking about sex i don't know why i get skittish i think i should imagine mom listening um but she said it didn't involve intercourse but it Just involved say sex intercourse sounds way weirder okay okay it didn't involve s- sex <laughs> <laughs> but it involved keith visiting <laughs> Her nether regions. you are making this even worse. So basically, (laughs) Keith did stuff to her. She didn't do anything with Keith together. Right. She said in a very gentle way. And he would also like gently stroke her body with his like fingers, with his hair, (laughs) with his chest hair, with his ponytail. which I thought was actually quite surprising and interesting. I thought you were gonna say tender, which I actually thought was quite tender. <laughs> no, she like basically says it was wow. strangely tender, but she didn't enjoy it and it felt weird the whole time. Right. So that was surprising. And then I will also say, if you're interested, if you are like me and would like to know all the dark. Things about a cult and want to know every detail, and maybe you'll wish you hadn't figured it all out or learned it all. Look up Camilla. Camilla is the actual reason that Keith Ranieri is being locked away for so long, and she's his truest victim. Oh, so, okay, okay. She's even in the HBO. No, she's not. They don't even talk about her. But what he did to her was is unfathomable and really? it's the only actual real crime. Because you have to consider like, yeah. yes, these women got brands, but get, you know, allowing someone to brand you, that's not illegal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's basically the same thing as a tattoo. It's not the same thing, but it's, you know, for the purposes of the law, it's the same thing. And everything that these adults did of their own free will, yeah, while they were mentally coerced by Keith, it's actually not illegal to be manipulative. Right, right. So there really wasn't a case Well, I think that was Keith. why it was so hard to, like, arrest him in the first place. Exactly, because he wasn't in theory doing anything actually illegal, uh-huh. except when it comes to Camilla. And Camilla's story is truly harrowing. She issued like a full statement on everything he did to her, and she uh, does. She was like the star witness, and she actually came to court in person at his sentencing and spoke to him directly. And it is Ugh. extremely chilling. So oh anyway, God. I won't get reveal the details here. I will just say, research Camilla. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll tell you one other super interesting thing that I learned. What? Okay. So apparently India believes that Nancy Salzman was hooking up with Keith at the beginning of their relationship. Of her and Keith's? Uh, Of India? Like when Nancy met Keith, they had some sort of down. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. And she says that Nancy also knew about Keith's, all of his transgressions and everything he was doing and was just such a power tripper that she just looked the other way. I mean, so I'm I think sure. You thought she was in the dark? I did. I thought she was in the dark. No, no, no way. They all know. Really? I think all the women knew about everything all the time. And they were oh, either that's... under his spell or turned the Fascinating. Yeah. Turned the other way. Okay. Okay, well, this is one more thing. India found out about India, like, the only reason India left is because literally she took one day off from being Allison's, like, full-time slave, Uh and she took a couple hours off and went to a cafe in Albany, and she got a text from Allison that said, don't come back, because the FBI had gotten there and were arresting her. No way. Isn't that interesting? Wait, that's insane. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. So wow. I learned this on this- Andy Cohen Live. Oh, was she on it? He interviewed her and... Oh, she's really doing the press circuit. I love it. Good for yeah, her. Yeah, she's promoting Seduced in Good. her audiobook. Good for her. Good for her. Get it, girl. Also, Dessert. there's a lot of drama about Kendall Jenner's birthday party and Ken- Kris Jenner went on Andy Cohen Live this oh, morning. Oh, yeah. What did she say? She... So, I think she literally went on... Because to- of it? clear the air although she made it she made it seem super natural and organic but anyway she said that everyone was tested before they came in yeah i don't know whatever it's like celebrities are gonna do what they're gonna do it's just like don't post about it the problem is the posting they're just idiots it's like have your birthday post pictures later on don't post it in real time i do think it's super interesting that in this time where there is so much pain and suffering that celebrities like they really not flaunt their wealth. Exactly. It's literally impossible for them to not post it. It's crazy. Kim couldn't just let having a week with all her friends on a private island be enough. She had to flaunt the hot photos on Instagram. The other thing is that like all these celebrities have Finstas, okay? Like they all have – are like, yeah, like fake Instagrams that they just keep for themselves and they're like close friends. Why aren't they just posting it on their Finsta? If you got to post it, you got to post it. But why can't you just keep it to that? Like – You just invite the hate. And I also think it just speaks to how tone deaf they are. It's just the egos are out of control. Yeah, Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? (laughs) You know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern. So you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a lay person like yourself. Everyone at CY Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies Anyway, well, I'll get off my soapbox. We'll get back on it next week. Well, moving on from Nexium, Chandler, Yeah. Yes. she is with child. She's with child. She's pregnant. Pergonaut. She, she. She is. Is that is that a, a pun I'm, I'm missing? Oh, here? it's a joke. It's. Have you ever seen those like funny Google searches? It's like what to do if my girlfriend is pregnant or like they always spell pregnant wrong. Perganon, oh, No, I would might, say It's not. like. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's a it's a joke on the internet on the interwebs. Well, Emrata. What are your thoughts? I hate Emrata. Yeah. And I use that word hate strongly because it's a strong word. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hate Emrata. I just do. I, I hate her. I think she's vile. I think vile. she's insipid. I think wow. she is bad for women. I yeah, think I agree. That I agree to that. I don't know if she, I think she's vile, but I she's certainly not good for me. Okay, so. She announced her pregnancy and I knew we wanted to talk about on the pod or we should talk Mm -hmm. about it. And then I was thinking, why does Emrata bug me? Like, why does she bug me? Because... Right. And and then I thought, okay, well, it's got to be because she's hot and rich, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I just... I got to be just jealous. But then I thought, well, what about Gigi Hadid? What about Bella Hadid? What about Dalton Cruz? All these models on Instagram that don't bug me at all. Yeah. And so I thought, no, there's something, I need to plumb the depths of my psyche and uncover whatever neurological wirings are creating this, you know, pathway of hatred. Something's misfiring. I did a little bit of inner psychological work. I started thinking about it. Why does she bug me? And I'm going to tell you why she bugs me Chandler. Why? Okay. She bugs me because virtually all of her content is her posting photos of her body. And yeah. her body—that is basically—if the patriarchy could create a body, that's her body. It's like it's like real a, thin with huge. Literally, boobs. yeah, not good for men. It's nobody a, has this body. Nobody has this body, and that mm-hmm. in and of itself is not worthy of hate, in my opinion, because right. in this like Instagram moment, I think it would be hard to resist that. But Emirata, for me, the reason why she's so incredibly irritating and odious is because all of that is then wrapped in this veneer of empowerment. It's narcissism cloaked in empowerment. Right, as feminism. As feminism. And I feel like she pushes this agenda that she's this really smart, thoughtful political person. And my feeling is that if you're really that smart and thoughtful, then you would realize that the content you create and what you put into the universe is actually like probably really harmful for a lot of women and not actually a good thing. And that to me is <sighs> where there's a disconnect. And it's so hard, I I don't yeah, like in the sense that she posts a lot of sexy photos of herself and that's bad for women. I feel like we've hit peak narcissism in our society where we're just supposed to accept or think that it's normal to post photos of yourself like that ad nauseum day after day, multiple mm-hmm. photos. And I just actually like want to resist that for a second and say, is that normal? Is that like a good thing to be promoting? Yeah. Should we be leaning into our like own narcissism and the way that like social media can further it? Yeah, there and and like I'm I love Kim Kardashian. I love that Kim Kardashian is also like a warrior in the name of social justice reform or criminal justice reform. Uh-huh. And I embrace that duality. But I think with Emrata, the reason why there's a difference there is because Emrata is like very much capitalizing off of her her Western ideal body, whereas like Kim Kardashian basically recreated what could be beautiful like she actually well has such a different body type totally and when I she mean, hit the scene her body type was not in favor I think I, I don't want a skinny shame but I think there's a degree of this that's like Amrata has literally has a body that doesn't exist exactly like she doesn't it's ha- not like, even like you can't it's even not say 90 90- right it's not even like a curvy body it just straight up does not exist it's like an avatar is the body of an avatar and in a video game. There's something especially gross and I don't want to get too dark with it, but like, there's something about her body especially that feels like it's been literally tweaked until like almost like the stretch filter has been applied to it. Right. Like in real t- in real life. And like that to me feels like very gross and not natural at all. Yeah, I don't know whether she naturally I'm gonna guess that she's not she's not naturally that way. And you know what? I've I've had one thing done. Like I'm not against getting a few things done if you want to. I have got a nose job. Yeah. We're in our family, we're not against a little bit of getting something done if you wanna if you wanna change something about yourself. But I, I don't know. There's something about the way she is like constantly pushing her two agendas her own sexiness and her own political prowess and the fact that she's like in it she's also an and, empowering figure and that I'm just gonna call bullshit on it I'm gonna say I think it's also it's not just that she's like posting like beautiful pictures of herself like they are straight up softcore porn like exactly. if not pornographic photos so yeah. I think that's where like like because Kim posts like sexy photos like Everybody under the sun is posting sexy photos of themselves. Emrata's photos are pornographic. And like I think it's that is what is grading for women. We are all here to work the angles. I love to work the, work an angle, but like there is something about Emrata literally bearing it all and in every single type of way that makes it feel like that is just like not real that at all. And there's not a degree of her, I don't know, like working the angle or just posting like a good photo of herself. It's just literally her entire body, like in its perfection pornographic yeah. perfection and honestly if she had a body that had it was in any way distinctive mm-hmm. in so much that it was had some sort of quality that was not necessarily like capital p perfect for like you know Donald Trump and his friends then I would find this whole thing way less offensive but it's almost like there is this pushing of perfection in that image in like an extremely sexual way and then at the same time insisting on her own intellectual brilliance and her own political Power and I just think that you can't be virtuous and be pushing the kind of harmful content you are so regularly. Like either just don't the think, fact that you're, oh, go ahead. I just don't think she's would ever see it as harmful. I think there is a literally there is but that's like because she's movement just not of... honest with herself. Right, 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 like, totally. But and and I don't know. I think what's the, the the darkest part about it for me is that like is that her body is like perfect to a man like it's literally engineered for like a yeah. a straight man and i think for me like kim kardashian made me feel very confident about having a, a booty like i did not mm-hmm. like having hips or a butt like i've always had a butt and like wide hips and i was very self-conscious about that like literally and i still like can be but like kim kardashian made me feel confident about those traits that were not like honestly like that some that weren't always like really desired by men Especially or just in the world that praises skinny above all else. And Kim Kardashian yeah. made me like that. And there's no trailblazing like that happening from Emrata. I don't think that in any way like the, that, bo- that curviness wasn't desired by men. I would say that the mainstream focus of beauty was on thinness. Exactly. Yeah, right. And yeah, Kim ushered in a new era of body acceptance in a real true way. I mean, Kim, and- J-Lo, like totally. Yeah but Emrata, i feel like she just sets women back and like and i also want to say i don't i want to resist this narrative that posting a lot of like very sexual photos of yourself is empowering because i think personally that like that is only going to last so long where mm-hmm. that's where really that's going to well, be like a good look for you and then it's like What do you have to fall back on? Right. Well, it's depraised. Like, it's all looks. It's all looks. Honestly, yeah, there's no power in just resting on your looks. Mm Mm-hmm that's not empowering yeah that's that's disempowering because that's a light that's flickering and fading well and that's the narrative that you're perpetuating is that like your beauty is all that matters yeah and like you look at and I was funny while I was doing a little bit of prep for this episode I was like yeah I want to look at Gigi's feed and I look, look at Emrata's feed right mm-hmm. who I would both consider them both very much like western ideals of beauty yeah and Gigi's feed is like has so many like sweet and good-natured posts of, and just like posts about the universe and just it has this wholesomeness to it. Like and her I don't ugly wanna, couch. Like, yeah. I don't want to push this narrative that women have to be wholesome and sweet. But I think as a person in general. It's so, just a person thing. Yeah. Like you, I think that you should aim to try to be more varied in your virtues and not just rest on your body. I mean, and then like this like BS wokeness. Right. That, so, that's literally, I think you hit it on the head when you said resting on your looks is not powerful. No, it's like the opposite of exactly. being empowered. You're disempowered. You yeah. lose your power. Yeah. If that's if how other people perceive you through their eyes is the only thing, is your main source of pride. Yeah. And... I just want to say, as far as her pregnancy goes, I think it's just going to be more of the same. Like, it's going to be an unattainable pregnant body, and then it's going to be abs at three weeks post-pregnancy that we're, that she's going to be, like, flaunting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not it's not like she's about to enter this new stage, in my opinion. that my This is my prediction. Oh, of it's being, just like, going to... of, like, being a little bit less self-indulgent? Yeah. yeah or, no. of, or of not being perfect. Like, it's going yeah. to be like, oh, this is, I'm eight months pregnant, and I have twig legs and twig arms, and yeah. then it's going to be like... Oh, I'm three weeks. My baby's three weeks old, and I'm in a bikini in Ibiza. Mm-hmm, like that—that mm-hmm. that is what I predict. Yeah, I feel like supermodels just can't help themselves. Like even Gigi Hadid is posting her post body, and it. it's pretty insane. Yeah, it's insane. But there, I guess it just doesn't come with this dose of like, I am the source of female empowerment, right? Like Emiratis does, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally, just, totally. So and like, yeah, and that's like, there's a million, not a million, but there's lots of very sexy girls on Instagram. But they, they don't come with this also this other agenda. Right. So, yeah. Whatever. Oh, we digress. But I'm, I'm glad I purged myself of that. Well, after that healthy, healthy purging, yeah. <laughs> do you yes. feel refreshed? Are you renewed? It was a verbal ayahuasca ceremony. Yeah. Um, and I and I do. I feel like I have expelled my demons about Amrata <laughs> on this podcast. Let's hope. I feel like we should open up a spa or some sort of retreat like entity where people can just literally SHIT talk like for hours on end with no judgment just mhm yes everything you're saying is right and then they can leave and go about their business and return to the world you know refreshed and renewed like a toxic positivity spa where instead – where right. you realize that we become too positive and too kind as a society and you feel completely strangled mm-hmm. by this new compassionate landscape. By all, by all the good vibes. Yeah. And so it's just a place where you can go and just throw down some realness mm-hmm. and talk some trash. Right.
1: Yeah. No judgment.
0: I, I think this is a brilliant idea. Like uh, William Sonoma – or no, wait, what's Burke Williams? Burke <laughs> Plus. Williams. Yeah. I think that as a community is what we're really offering as pop apologists is a group of people who can cut through the BS mm-hmm. and just tell it like it is. Truly, nothing makes me happier than realizing that other people in our DMs have the exact same dark thoughts that we have. I know. Have. I know. Like it's so validating. It's It's, a sisterhood. It's a, it's sisterhood. a sisterhood. it's a sisterhood. It's a sisterhood. That was a lot. So speaking of our listeners being like-minded individuals, they have confessed their tales of dating people who were more outdoorsy than them and the woes that that brings. So this story we're going to tell comes from my dear friend who I used to work with in L.A., Natasha. Shout out. She's had a beautiful little girl. And I think we should read her story because I think that people need to hear this truth. I think her truth needs to be told. And she can stop future women from experiencing this pain in the future. I would love to. I, first of all, her story is insane. But before you read it, I also would like to say that it's just so funny when I'm DMing someone on Instagram and replying to them and going back and forth. And then you go in and you were like, oh, that's like a good friend of mine. I always oh, yeah. feel like that's like a funny dynamic because I'm like responding just in like a f- normal like a fun, way, a fun, normal way, but there's no sense of like familiarity and like right. OMG, Natasha, girl, we're such <laughs> no. good friends. Natasha's like this one is so of my crazy. closest friends. And like, I'll, I'll like see that you had a full conversation with her. <laughs> and I like look back and I'm like, I hope Lauren was like warm. I, I, I don't know. I'm like, I, I, well, I I'm always- was like. I know you're warm but like I definitely like I feel like I text with like a certain like cadence and everything and so I wonder if they're ever like is Chandler being different or like weird or Or like why isn't she acknowledging that uh, (laughs) like why is she saying thanks for listening that literally happened let us know your thoughts to one of my closest friends I was like hey by the way that was my sister she doesn't realize you're like (laughs) you're like one of my best friends I like text you all the time (laughs) let us know your thoughts (laughs) thank you for listening to her most recent episode <laughs> oh it's so oh, funny yeah and then i always go in and i'm like hey that was lauren <laughs> exactly exactly yeah but anyways it's all good we love it we're here for it and this is great you get to meet my friends i get to meet your friends totally okay Absolutely. so this is her story and i think we should figuratively light a candle i'll close her eyes and imagine she says um. she writes i was nighttime friends with this guy he was much older than me, only owned bootcut jeans, and was divorced. There were many red flags. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but he finally asked me out on a proper date slash outing. He was a big mountain biker. So we got a house an hour outside of SF and went on an easy trail. He was in full-blown gloves, pads, shoes, everything. I was in a puffy vest in Converse. Of course. Of course. Yeah. You're like, I got to look cute for my date. Like, Of course I'm not going to wear gloves, pads, and shoes, idiot. Well, um, you don't have those materials. Right. You don't ha- yeah. And you wouldn't wear them because you wouldn't look cute, even if you had them. Exactly. So, she says, it was way more exhausting than I imagined. And I was so angry that I started to hate cycling in between holding my breath, thinking I was going to fly off the mountainside. <laughs> long story short, he asked if I wanted to go the long way, ride next to a highway, or take a short cu- shortcut on back around back. I said shortcut, obviously. He was quite always in front of me and I watched him turn, not knowing he literally stopped because it was literally a 45 degree dropped. I flew past him and lost control. I laid there wanting to die and holding back tears and we walked back to the house. I narrowly missed a tree. Ugh. Anyways, he dropped me off at the ER the next day. We ended up dating off and on for three years. I don't wish death upon anyone except maybe him. I hate this person. I hate this man. I do wish death upon him natasha on your behalf do- like he's a criminal her her final words are may he spend eternity in hell <laughs> I, I le- honestly, no words ring truer to me. It is such a male thing to do, to take a girl on some adventure and not adequately prepare her for the, the vigor expected, the rigor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that adventure will entail, and then also to keep her abreast of sudden and upcoming dangers. Right. Cliffs, at the very Cl- least. It's like the lizard brains, though. They, they can't. Let's also just not miss the fact, people, that she broke her collarbone. Broke her, like your collarbone is one of the most, like, it's a very strong bone. That would be so painful. That recovery is like at at least six weeks because of one stupid effing date. And you know what? I just know that I would have been in agony in that exact moment and thought, I just broke my something in my body for a man who wears boot cut jeans mm-hmm. boot cut jeans yep and is renting a place and we're renting a place in san francisco it's not like we're staying at you know the saint regis having like a luxurious time and this is just a quick detour it's like no we got to be near nature Ugh, mm-hmm. one of the worst phrases just like return back to like a mediocre airbnb after breaking your collarbone <laughs> And okay, my favorite part of the story is what she says next. Did you read the next part? Uh, yes. Wait, yes. She also said, "Chandler, I don't know if you missed this, but she also said that she she went on to date him for on and off for three years after that." Oh yeah, no, she said that. This is the this is what happens. The, this is why we as women are our own worst enemies. Mm-hmm. Somehow we still proceed to gratify and want the attention of the Keith Raniere's of the world. And yes, I would put this man in that category. (laughs) Lauren, how long, how much longer did you date Ben after the, uh, you know, the domestic violence incident of you guys going climbing? Oh, a, a solid four to five months. Well, and you think, oh, like I'll get used to it or maybe he'll change. Maybe he just feels all this pressure to like plan dates because we're newly dating well, okay, so actually, I had a revelation with my other very woodsy outdoorsy ex-boyfriend. Okay. Which was that we both acknowledged, like, eventually in the relationship that, like, even though he was the very outdoorsy person, and I feel like outdoorsy people just get this, like, this automatic virtue assigned to them. That mm-hmm. they're, like, pure. Totally. And totally. they have, like, good values. And that they, like, they care about what's right in the world anyway absolutely we, wrong we, we both realized that, like he was actually the one who was the selfish one in the relationship who always wanted to do what he wanted to exactly. do and i had to conform my life to him it's and, like but we did it because we thought he's right this is right. what's important in life it's like hiking and camping and like being outside and appreciating mother earth whereas if we're if, like finally i it just dawned on me that actually this is selfish. Like no, he's it's actually very selfish. He doesn't want he won't do anything I want to do. It's hobbies elitism. It's hobby elitism, one thousand percent. It's like a hundred percent. My hobby is being outside breathing fresh air. Like you wanna be indoors breathing air conditioned <laughs> air? What? Do you not wanna want to to have a meaningful life? You wanna be seated watching a show? <laughs> oh my god! You'll never see a Serengeti as long as you live. <laughs> Exactly. Like, unless your idea of a good time is watching the sunrise in frigid temperatures in Moab, then you are somehow, like, a person with basic and carnal instincts and desires. Okay. Well, moving on to a story I've been meaning to tell you that I was saving for the pod. I was on a work call the other day, Mm -hmm. and I use a portal, which is, like, a little machine thingy that just does, like, video calls and it's really nice but it basically shows like a lot of my room like the camera's really wide so you can see like a a decent amount of my background okay and i'm on a call with one of my creative directors and it's just the two of us and she says i've been meaning to ask you what is that picture that's far behind you and we've been on thousands of calls or hundreds whatever and she finally has asked me and i said oh it's a photo of gwyneth paltrow and asap rocky at the Met Gala, and Frank Ocean took the picture, so it's like the intersection of all my interests, you know, probably sounding like really annoying. And she's like, oh, I thought it was a picture of you and your boyfriend. And Wow, what a compliment. I know, truly. Well, at, at first I was like, oh my gosh, is such a compliment. And then I got all of a sudden all of this fear that perhaps the people at work think that I have a giant 18 by 24 photo of myself in a ball gown looking directly at camera. <laughs> Ha <laughs> Just in the back of all my calls, and now I'm like, I can't take it down or I can't change it because then it looks like weird. Like it's here to stay, and people literally think I have an 18 by 24 poster, just like size. a huge poster of yourself. Because that picture barely has ASAP Rocky in it; it's really just Gwyneth Paltrow. I feel like it's not Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yeah. really? It's just like a big smiling photo of yourself, <laughs> it's truly poster size in a big gold frame. The only gold frame I have. I think you now need an every meeting. you're you're on in the next week <laughs> you seem to be like you need to be like yeah so i'm super excited about this project i love projects you know like Gwyneth Paltrow, I don't know if you've seen this poster of her. She loves projects too. She's super oh important, like cool. Thank you so much for setting up this meeting. I'm just such a meeting person, and I don't know if like you're familiar with Gwyneth Paltrow, but she has this whole philosophy on meetings. Like I, that's why I have her like right behind me here. Yeah, exactly. I know that you're all working late, but I don't know if if you guys saw on Instagram Instagram stories but Gwyneth was working late last night too. Anyway, I just wanted to say that's why I have her poster, a poster of her right behind me, and I find it so inspiring. <laughs> (laughs) that's her right behind me that's her yeah might be a good save i yeah that's gonna that's add it to the agenda okay 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 that is so funny well can i tell you chandler a few things that i have thought about and ruminated upon this week in my own life oh i should be so lucky Okay, well, you couldn't sound more enthusiastic. I'm excited (laughs) to start. The first thing is actually about you. And they're all things I've learned on the San Clemente Beach Trail. About me. They're not all about you, but they're all things that I learned. You've been ruminating about me? That's honestly so sweet that you've been ruminating about me. Well, here's what happened. So I now walk the beach trail every morning. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I noticed that there were these signs today on the trail near the pier that said C-M-B-G and an arrow. And I went on my phone. C-M-B-G. I wanted to figure out what CMBG is. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So CMBG is actually Christian Men's Bible Group. Oh, lovely. And what I was thinking is it that... It sounds like somewhere we can meet somebody Well, you're engaged. Exactly. That's... You need to crash Christian Men's <laughs> Bible Groups around San Francisco because you love Christian men and just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought this was Bible study. I didn't realize it was men's only... I'll, I won't come next time. And then it's just no competition. It's no competition. just you and a bunch of Christian men. Do I show up brandishing a Bible? I, wouldn't I-, br- <laughs> I would carry it, but I wouldn't <laughs> brandish it, you <laughs> sicko. <laughs> like some kind of like shiv in a prison. Like I don't know what, what why you have to like brandish I just, I just wanted the to good use word some, of the Lord. I just wanted to use a nice verb, a, a powerful verb, something like, you know, conjured an image. <laughs> well, I really did. No, well, I would not a, brandish the Bible. That's a fantastic tip. I also think it'd be a funny prank to put up signs that for CMBG around San Francisco and to put my friend's addresses on them. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. Although I think that these that people actually go, they already know about the meeting and then they go and the CMBG is just like indicating where the meeting is taking place. So people could, new newcomers could figure it out. No, it's more like if you're going to a baby shower and the balloons alert you that, that this is where the baby shower is. Not, I don't think people are oh, watching in the, the city and they're going to see a CMBG. They're like pathfinders. And go. It's like geocaching. Yeah. But for Bible I, study groups. We're getting in the weeds here, but the <laughs> point is that you could crash a bunch of men's only Bible groups okay. and probably have a solid list of 10 hot leads. Suitors. If you, go to, oh, if you go to 100 meetings. Ugh, 100 and then- meetings? I could... That's a lot, but I think I could knock it out by, like, January 1. It's just January a numbers game. You literally, it's just a numbers game. I think you probably have a good solid 10% conversion. And I think that, yeah, what's, I don't, what's there to lose? You're not doing anything. Should you have I can, of like, time. come, go home for Thanksgiving? I don't think I should. I don't think you have time with I don't CNBG. think I have time. I really don't. Like, there's just yeah. no way to make it happen. <laughs> exactly. I also think that it's going to be difficult for you to somehow also reveal that you're not at all religious once you're dating a man from CNP. I but often we can... struggle with this with this problem. I think Ta- someone who's religious as a non-religious person. <laughs> we can tackle that. We can like, cross that bridge when we come to that's it. That's a thing. That's something to handle when you're five years into it. Let's just, let's just not talk about it. Let's just keep it fun. Let's keep it light. We can mm-hmm. talk about one of us believes in one thing, one of us believes in another. Like years down the road, wait till you have a few kids. It's fine. It'll oh work God. itself out in the wash. Yeah, honestly, Christian men make the best best husbands, that's and so I-, I say that happily engaged to a fellow agnostic <laughs> <laughs> truly fellow non-labeled person who doesn't think about it okay <laughs> anyway moving on another thing chandler that i was reminded of on the beach trail i'm not sure if you remember this but about i would say 10 years ago barefoot running was all the rage do you remember this? i do remember this yeah the toe shoes the toshis they still haunt me. As a size ten, like that was never going to be in the cards for me. Well, they're also they're, so. the First of all, they're hideous. Yeah, they're hi- so ugly. But second of all, when people are running in them, they can't actually run in it with a normal gait because no. you have to retrain the way you run. Yeah, and you have to basically, you're more just like lightly prancing Mm -hmm. because you can't actually just run and whatever, have impact with the ground in any sort of forceful way. So you're like this like lightly, light prancer on your toes or whatever. (laughs) So bad. It's so bad. It looks so dumb. But anyway, I'm on the beach trail the other day and I see this guy in the barefoot running shoes Mm -hmm. and it just brought me back because when I was a senior in high school, I was a big runner of the trail Mm -hmm. and I read a book called Born to Run by Christopher, I think, McDougal? I'm not going to look it up. Stunning. Anyway, it was this big book about how humans are meant to run. We are born to run. This is what humans are meant to do. This is how we have trapped prey throughout time. We would not be able to have evolved as a species, survived if we had not learned to run long distances barefoot. And Using a big shoe with all this support and padding, (laughs) it's a perversion of the way humans were meant to strike the earth with their feet. Okay? (laughs) So, anyway, I, like, got very fired up reading this. (sighs) Speaking of the Serengeti, I imagined myself running across Pranc- planes Prancing across it. You wouldn't be running, you'd be prancing. <laughs> prancing across landscapes in a way that would truly honor my history and my evolutionary history and my place in the ecosphere, whatever. So I promptly bought paid hundred dollars for a pair of these shoes. Of course. Of course. And I just had all of these like wild aspirations with the, with this, with these shoes. Wild aspirations? I I think I got a little carried away, but I just was like, wow, what if I actually become like, an ultra marathoner in barefoot running shoes? What if this unlocks some potential in me that I have been held back in my Nike, like with in my right, Nikes? Right, with the cumbersome Nikes. Yeah. Like what if I start, running barefoot and suddenly I am able to traverse landscapes and distances previously unimaginable I mean and you would be traversing them no doubt (laughs) no doubt so anyway so I just remember my first barefoot run I went running it was like 7 p.m in winter so it was dark and I was just like I'm gonna run to the end of the pier and the and back from North Beach because I wanted to just take it easy at the beginning yeah because you have to like train anyway long story short I just this is what I imagined John. I just had wild visions like San Clemente times when I do a story on me like young woman like wow. def- <laughs> young woman defies human convention like throws off the shackles of expectation the San Clemente times has far better things to write about <laughs> on literally any given day than that <laughs> I know. I just really thought I was doing something like revolutionary and unheard of in my community in my small beach community Ugh. by putting on my $100 Vibram five finger running shoes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So how'd the run go? Okay. So I'm running and I am, you know, it's not nearly as comfortable or like, incandescent as my usual runs back in the day. yeah. But I'm running and I'm under the stars and I would say I did experience a kind of euphoria. I remember I was playing Carrie Underwood. It was a great moment. Just prancing along. Prancing. I think I... Yeah, I think it was "Roy Cheats." Anyway, oh my gosh, no, it wasn't. It was actually "Fireworks." Katy Perry. That's the song I was listening to. That's hundred percent of song I was listening to. Running the San Pier. But the San <laughs> reporters, like Lauren, what song do you listen to when you're running? <laughs> <laughs> what song do you listen to to give you the courage to, Break you know, these barriers. to eschew the toxic and pervasive marketing of strain to our society. <laughs> companies. Yeah. What song to listen to that allows you to spit in the face of monoliths like Nike and Adidas? Anyway. Okay. So I just remember that the run went fine enough, but the next day I had hurt my Achilles so bad. I couldn't run for three really? months and I could, and I had to limp and walk on my The balls on my feet I couldn't even walk normally for probably a solid three weeks like I never barefoot ran again and it was another disaster so where is that trend now and I was never featured in the same many times what an injustice (laughs) exactly no I think the trend just went you know by the wayside when probably everyone got the same injury as me and realized that running barefoot was actually terrible it says like, there's this whole, I bet this is a pseudoscience as a non-scientist. I think this is fake science, but it says like you, your body corrects itself like in minimalist footwear. I just, I think it's all pseudoscience. Like, I don't think yeah. it's true. I, do, I think it's total BS because honestly, the I saw two people running barefoot and I've only seen them once. So there must not be regulars and I n- haven't seen anyone else running barefoot and they looked dumb doing it yes and it was not cute fans of barefoot running believe wearing shoes hinders their natural stride what (laughs) that's what i'm saying like the language that is used to describe barefoot running it's like finally like we can throw off these shackles and we can just use the god-given shoes god fashioned for us out of his own design my christian man is going to want me to barefoot run i can feel it already it's true (laughs) why do we need to buy these shoes when you can just use the ones God gave you? Okay. It's going to be tough for you. You better think of an answer to that. Uh, I have no idea. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, we've clearly been driving home our gripe with being outdoorsy. And we just also would like to caveat by saying, if you love nature and you're a pop apologist, we love you we just would like to spend time with you indoors exactly and honestly we're going to try to find something new to complain about next week so don't worry okay True. all right well chan love ya. love ya. thank you thank talk you for to this you next week talk okay, to bye. you in a couple hours goodbye okay. <laughs> that's all for now folks